You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Random Fit with myself, Wendy Batts, and friend Ken Miller. How are you, Ken? I'm doing awesome, Wendy. How are you? You look cold. Are you all right? Uh, well, it's that time. It's that time. You gotta, you gotta don the the hoodie. But yeah, things are good. Yes. Well, right. today Ken Miller and myself are gonna talk about beyond the scoreboard, and what we mean by that is, you know, what we're thinking about 2024, right? What are we gonna do to impact lives, make a difference, change our own lives? And oftentimes I get to the point about it always being about me. What am I going to do and how am I going to make changes for myself and my family, which is all extremely important. But I think it's also really important to kind of look past that. And so we're really when we say, you know, taking it beyond the scoreboard. Again, we are going to talk about some professional athletes and what they're doing, but we're more specifically talking about the differences between charity and philanthropies. And Ken, I know you and I had this discussion and in college I was in a sorority and we had a philanthropy that to me meant more than anything. Um, we were part of the, uh, the Children's Miracle Network hospitals. And so there was over 170 nationwide that our sorority worked with. And there was multiple chapters, of course, throughout the universities. And we would go in and work with, with children that were sick. And we would go in around Christmas time and make packages for their parents and give to them because they couldn't leave the hospital. And right, we would do yeah. little coloring things for the kids because they couldn't get out of bed or even really move much. Or, you know, some of us, meaning myself, would go above and beyond and get all the shots that we needed to go help in the NICU to hold babies that needed the warmth. And, you know, to me, there was nothing more life changing and satisfying than doing something along those lines. And so the conversation came up like, well, what can I do better? And I think maybe talking about different ph philanthropies that are out there that some of our, our famous people and friends that like our idols are doing might hopefully inspire you guys as well to think past just what you do on the day to day. And yeah, when you shared that, Wendy, I just thought, man, I am not doing enough. Because <laughs> I mean, if you're in that situation, you really do need help. And I think what you did with just the physical touch with those with those babies, that's that that is hard to uh, replace, even with money, right? And money helps. But um, and then when I think about what I try to do for for my local community, is um, I'm on the friends, of, I'm on the board of the Friends of the Park Foundation, where we help um alameda parks and recs with raising funds to help upgrade repair replace parks and the things that they need not just the physical parks but also with programs summer programs um, after school programs halloween things you know halloween programs events things like that so i'm on that end trying to raise money and trying to you know, help subsidize the park system because you know I have a 10 and a 12 year old and we definitely use the park system and mm -hmm. the programs and I think about my kids and all the kids that are in the local community and again the town I'm in about 70,000 people in this in this local community but they're very sports oriented there's 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 no house that's more than a 10 minute walk from a local park so that's where I found 
trying to help the community on that scale by by paying you know not paying but playing a part when it comes to um, what can we do to support the local programs and the local government when it comes to establishing okay where can kids go to blow off some steam get outside enjoy the outdoors get away from the computers and the laptops and things like that and to go into this episode of random fit as we talk about going beyond the scoreboard there are a lot of great examples of what professional athletes have been able to do with their with their what they've been able to generate through playing sport and other organizations and one day one big one was Derek Jeter mm-hmm. he you know him and his in his turn to foundation they do great things for kids as far as um, focusing, getting people to get away from, you know, when when kids aren't left alone, they're going to be left up to their own devices and hang out who they're going to hang out with. And a lot of times that means that they're, they might get exposure to drugs and alcohol at an early age. And what Derek Jeter has been able to do is create that foundation, that turn to foundation and, and steer kids away from drugs and alcohol. So when we first started talking about this and okay, well, what have professional athletes done? That was an example, but I think what you need, what we need to clarify first is the difference between charity and philanthropy. Well, and and I think that those two kind of sometimes get like the, the definitions sometimes get blended and they're actually two separate things. And so I I do think it's important to define them. So when you're talking about charities, you're talking about something doing, you're doing now. So it's more of an immediate type of, of something that you're doing, whether it's volunteering, you're, you're giving something away to something that's immediate and it's usually by emotion. And so when you're looking at what charity means, when philanthropy, we're talking about something that's more long-term, there's like, it's more strategic over time of really thinking through of how can you help people long-term and, and continue to help grow a certain type of, and we call it foundations a lot of times because it's something that people are constantly doing. And that's why I think it's important for us, especially in, in fitness and wellness and in our profession, or if you, you're into this, we are able to really help make some changes. And so as we're talking about the term two foundation with Derek Jeter, everyone loves Jeter. I shouldn't say everyone. A lot of people love Jeter and, you know, he seemed to be a pretty good guy in baseball. And so he's got a big following. And the, if you look him up, or you look up his foundation, you can see sometimes what they're doing. And it may not just be like for you, Alameda, because it's where you live, but it could be something that you can do in your community that would also help support someone that you maybe look up to or your kids look up to or so, you know, so there are a lot of really cool things. You know, I know that, you know, we've got Alex Morgan, of course, Alex Morgan, she was a women's soccer player. You know, she really fights for health and education and equality. I mean, that's her big thing. Um, you know, I, I know there's also ones too, when you're looking at um, mental health, I think the mental health one was really fascinating to look at all the philanthropies under there and all the professional athletes that kind of belong. So first and foremost, Kevin Love, I mean, he's got the Kevin Love's fund. And I mean, it's always easy yeah. when you've got the last name Love to make something sound pretty cool in a foundation or a philanthropy that you're doing. But he focuses really on mental health issues. And then what they can do yeah. is promote mental well-being, helping people with the resources that they need. So I found that one, especially with the numbers that we saw after the pandemic and mental health go mm-hmm. up on the rise. I think something like that type of 
philanthropy if if Kevin Love is your is your guy. Um, yeah, and, and that was yeah, and that was he was a pretty interesting uh, story when he was playing for Cleveland. So do you remember when? I mean, he caught some flack for encountering stress and and having, you know, having you know just a men mental breakdown really during the season, and people were calling him weak. Um, but you know, he made it through. But he did bring to light through his own experience and the stresses you do encounter as a as a professional athlete. And you know, well, I, Simone I, Biles. I, I mean, look at her yeah. at the Olympics, and people are like, "You just have to do your major flips that could kill you." I don't understand why you're having having a mental right. breakdown at that moment because of just the stress and the the fear. I mean. Yeah. And so yeah. Michael Phelps is a huge one. He's got a great foundation as well. His he's he's one that falls under mental health and their offer like his big thing. He emphasizes the importance of seeking help and fostering a supportive community. And but his big thing is, you know, same thing. He followed those same issues, just like Kevin Love, where there were times that he just couldn't get it together yeah. before he went on a swim. And, you know, this is Michael Phelps. He's like yeah. a human fish <laughs> and, you know one yeah one more medals than anybody else right yeah. uh, if, you know for what he does and i think and you brought up a great example i mean simone biles came up in our in our research but when you bring up you know kevin love and michael michael phelps again somebody who you know his his mom brought him to the pool because you know being diagnosed with adhd it was just okay how do i get this kid to burn off all that energy well he he burnt it off all in the pool but again as you see them going through their career you i mean he had his ups and his downs just like a lot of other people uh at that level i just again the amount of stress and what that does to someone's psyche and you know what are you gonna do just leave it up to okay mental toughness grit they don't have it they choked but the fact that they bring to light that, you know, mental health and mental issues do need attention because it is something not just people in high stress or mental disorders have. It's it's an everyday thing for a lot of people, but it it goes silent because nobody wants other people to think that they're that they're crazy. So they do a, a, a great job of of creating these foundations that help bring those things to light. So when it comes to mental health advocacy. That, you know, those are just two examples. Again, there are multiple examples of what we're bringing up today here on Random Fit when we talk about Beyond the Scoreboard. But overall, uh, between these three big names that we just brought up, uh, they they do they do a great job of of bringing awareness for it. Yeah, and I know you kind of said it, but we're talking about Beyond the Scoreboard here on Random Fit with Wendy Batts and Ken Miller. And you know, we talked about where we're where our passion is and our philanthropies that we're a part of or have been a part of, and where we want to continue to grow ourselves and our community. And Ken, of course, what you've done with the parks. We've talked about athlete or athlete led, or especially youth athletes and some philanthropies, geez, that you can do um, and maybe look into some of these athletes to look into their foundation. Of course, then we just talked about mental health. I think next it's important to talk about environmental conservation initiatives that are out there. There's two people that come to mind, one being a female hockey pit player named Haley Wickenheiser. And she has her own um, one. It's called the Wick Fest. Um, and, you know, she, 
promotes women's hockey, of course, that's her, her thing, but she's also a part of the environmental responsibility and community and engagement of that and how, you know, in that community and in the environment of hockey, how she can bring people together. And so I found, you know, we talked on another episode about, you know, some of these women hockey players that have earned, you know, medals and done some amazing things. I think her foundation and looking at it from an environmental standpoint was a little bit different. So, you know, that might be one to look at. And then do you want to talk about our NASCAR guy? Now, you mean Leilani uh, Munter? Munter. Munter. <laughs> Again, I, it's been, a, it, we've been removed from our, our last trip to Germany uh, a little bit. <laughs> But uh, basically, uh, with environment being the theme on on these two names here, we're talking we're talking about um, promotion of renewable energy, uh, electric vehicles, and environmental uh, sustainability within the racing community. Because Wendy, didn't they just have a an electric uh, F1 recently? Oh, I don't know. Is it, is it? I can barely keep up with what I've got to keep up with NASCAR. <laughs> and in case you guys know, Kevin Harvick is is now done and retired. So I don't know what we're going to do. If we're going to have to continue moving on to another racer or not. <laughs> so yeah. So now they have they have electric F1 races now. And with the if you listen to that, it's just not the same. Uh, I'm listening to it on, on on the on on TV, and I'm like, "Where's the roar? Where's the, you know, the deep guttural sound?" That, start that... start your engine. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> so, can you imagine if you have to charge those cars up just like you do, like a, a no. Tesla? <laughs> All right, I'll be I'll be back on the track in 20 <laughs> minutes after I get a little bit more juice in this thing, but. Back to the point, now we are talking about the environment and sustainability. And so we just brought up two, two, two names that have, have used their celebrity to bring light that, okay, let's, let's talk about the environment. What can we do to, again, for lack of a better, reduce, reuse, and repurpose. Uh, and, and that's basically the message when it comes to highlighting okay what are we doing for the environment mm -hmm. um so I think, you know when we look at what we've talked about we've got youth athletes right we've talked mm -hmm. a lot about obviously the environment and and yeah. we've talked about that mental health big one you know i think it's important to now talk a lot about the community development and the um, education programs that are out there because especially as a teacher and you you right. were kind of this way as well. Drew Brees comes to mind with his Brees Foundation. And one thing that I really love is he's a huge advocate. He's all over a lot of times in TV, especially if you go down in his area where he lives. Um, he focuses on cancer patients and providing the educational opportunities for these kids that are in need. And I love everything about that, probably because of what I did starting in college and working with the hospitals, but I, I really, that holds such a, a soft spot because these kids, you know, they're born with cancer sometimes and they're, you know, the, there was nothing they could do about it. And so what he's able to do for these parents and these kids and just even making his appearance has been something that has shown to have such a, 
a positive impact on the community. And I find that one to be one that I put a big old star by like, hmm, we need to look more into that one personally myself. Well, I like, yeah, I like the, the fact that Drew Brees came up because he's, he's one of my all time favorite chargers uh, as a, <laughs> as a court long time quarterback before he left for New Orleans, where I was really glad to see him get that, that super bowl. But back to the point yet yeah, overall, definitely somebody who's, you know, he, who lives in San Diego, I think he's there now. Uh, but I, as he was a charger, he, he lived not too far from where my parents are, but nothing but great things to, uh, you know, to say about the guy as far as how, you know, he influences the community um, on top of his foundation. So a lot of, a lot of great things coming from that man, not just with his foundation, but overall and, and what he's offered the San Diego community and, and what he's done for the, um, the community in New Orleans as well. So just all around great guy. And I, and I think when you look at the character for the names that we're we're bringing up on this episode, guys that just aren't just singular focused on their foundation, they have multiple things that do. We're just we're just bringing up today the the the, the foundations that might have had the the bigger highlight. But like I said, there's there's multiple things that these guys do. Very rare that you'll find just one thing that they're doing for the community, if not the world. Yeah, and Kat Osterman was another one that came up when you're looking at, she's a big advocate for breast cancer and trying to find, you know, resources. And what else does she do? She does, tries to make a positive impact on people that have gone through or in the process of going through some kind of radiation and chemo and therapy. And so she's a big advocate for that. And, you know, she was a, what is she? She's a retired softball women's softball player. And so when mm -hmm. you're looking at her foundation, it's called strike out for the cure, which I really like that too. And so being able to make sports in, you know, she's a big, it's all about sports and the impact that no matter what it takes, that cancer is a, it's out there and she makes it known. And then she's a big advocate and tries to do a lot with, with her particular foundation for sure. Yeah. And moving on to, um, now empowering women in sports you can't you can't say that without bringing up billy jean king uh wendy i know you're really really uh really into tennis so i know <laughs> that when this one came up you're like oh obviously i mean great one of the, the greatest tennis players um in tennis history right for all that she's accomplished and especially for what she was able to do for um you know advocacy for for women but you know as we talk about her initiative focuses on equality inclusion striving to create leadership opportunities for women in sport and beyond and this is as right as it should be named the billy jean king leadership initiative was what you know she's behind so overall i i thought that that was a really 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 big one uh as far as a big name behind a big uh, philanthropy Yep. And then there's Anquan Bolden and he was mm -hmm. a retired NFL guy and he yeah. has the Q81 foundation and he addresses social justice issues with focus on equality, education and community development. So I think all in all, you got to find your person, find your sport and then look at some of these different foundations that are out there. But I thought together, 
as soon as you said, oh, tennis, it's like, oh, yeah, you, you automatically know who's who's coming aboard on that one. Because, I mean, she really, when you're thinking about Billie Jean King, she she led the way on allowing women to play tennis and, and kind of fought the battles for us. So, but um, you know what? I, I want to finish, too, with um, the global human um, humanitarian effect or the efforts. And one of the people that I loved loved to watch. And yes, I watch MMA. I pay the amount of money to watch it uh, when, when I have to on the paid channels. But we can't forget um, George St. Pierre. And it's funny because when you look at his first name, you know, we call him George, but it's George's because he's French. And so one of my girlfriends always loved to watch him and called him gorgeous St. Pierre. But anyway, I, I personally <laughs> let her have her views on what she thinks is, is hot or not. But, you know, he is, you know, one of those is he has the GSP Foundation and he supports the humanitarian causes globally, um, including education, health, assisting communities in need. You know, when you're looking at some of these definitions, we could go on and on because there's so much detail when they say helping communities in need. They really do find out what those communities are and then what they can do to dive deeper into making um, making a difference and, and providing whatever uh, resources they need in order to, you know, succeed in whatever it is they're lacking. Yeah. And another another person that can be named in the same breath is Danica Patrick. Again. Uh, yeah one of the most famous drivers around, especially for her, uh, one of, well, being the first female driver uh, to, to do what she was able to do on the NASCAR circuit. So she had the, uh, she started the Danica Patrick Foundation, which focuses on empowering women, supporting education, providing resources for those facing health challenges. So again, just another big name who's basically doing their part in changing the world and providing better opportunities uh, and support for those that need it. So uh, yeah. prop, props to Danica Patrick on that one. Well, and I, I, yeah. uh, because you know me, I will not not say it, but we've got Grant and Tamara <laughs> Hill. And so when you think about uh, Tamia Hill, when you're thinking about Grant and the Hill family, of course, they have a really big one too, like their foundation. They've been very, very active in a lot of different things. But if you're looking at local communities, especially if you're in the Orlando area, they do a lot of things supporting children's education charities. They look at food insecurities and try to find solution to provide uh, food in any of the communities that need help. They are part of the arts. They do organizations such as the Habitat for Humanity that, yes, they build houses when they need to, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Special Olympics, Second Harvest Food Bank in uh, Central Florida. And I know, Ken, we could go on and on and on about so many great athletes. These were just a few of the ones that we looked at and looking. I thought what I found fascinating when we put philanthropy in, in the, you know, the search bar and we started researching some of these different athletes was that they were actually listed under different things. Like I would have never thought like athlete led youth, whatever, like look here or, you know, so find out kind of the areas that you really want to impact or something that you hold near and dear to your heart, look underneath to find maybe community things um, that mm -hmm. you be a part of, look for athletes and then maybe what they're in, you know, working on and seeing if maybe that's something that you want to be a part of and something that you can do in your area. Because some people think that if somebody's, you know, li lives way out here, such as Derek Jeter, 
and you're on the other side of the country that you can't do things for their foundation. And that is definitely not, not the case. Yeah. I mean, the, and yeah, like you said, Wendy, we, we have, we have multiple pages of notes of people that we can bring up, but I think one of the biggest parts of this episode, Wendy and, I, and we opened up talking about what we've done and you did it as a college student. And I did this, you know, about 12, I've, I've been a part of the Friends of the Park Foundation for the last 12, 13 years. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully we've, we've been able to demonstrate for our listeners and viewers out there that you don't have to make a million plus dollars a year on, on a contract, or, you know, you could be, if you, if you had my financial situation as a college student, our, <laughs> our, <financial> our, <laughs> Then, then, you know, you have to be able to, you know, look at what you can give. And Wendy, for you, it was your time. Um, it was a part of the organization that you're with that that got you involved with, with, you know, working with those kids or being with those kids, not so much working. But, and now, you know, as busy as I am, I'm still doing what I can for my local community. So as, as you said, Wendy, go online, see what's available, find a cause that resonates with you, because if it, if it kind of, if it, it kind of touches you a little bit in the heart, then maybe that's maybe that's a little bit of a calling that you should explore. So hopefully, if we if we look at what can you do to make this world a better place again, it's getting a little touchy feely <laughs> to say it that way. But but you know, there's people that need help. People that may not be in as good or um, as privileged. I say privileged, but as good a situation you may be in. But if you can provide opportunity for people to get closer to where they can be and realize their full self, then why not? That's what I say. And it's not about the financial means. I think that's really the yeah. key point I wanted to make that it's yeah. time. It's time. It's your heart. It's basically you're going out and trying to help a, a foundation or, or be a part of a cause that you really believe in. And if you do that, then it's not, it's not work. It shouldn't be painful. It should be something that you enjoy doing. But then the payoff for you is how it makes you feel later, knowing that you're a part of something that is just bigger than you. Right. So go beyond the scoreboard and uh, make a difference in someone's life. Uh, so thanks, Wendy, for, for being a part of this episode. Really had fun with this one and glad I was able to see all the things that are being done in different different ways. Um, so for those of you listening to us here on Random Fit, thank you so much. Hopefully you got out of it what we got out of it when it came to what we had to look for in our research, but hopefully we were able to enlighten you and shed some light on what possibilities there are for you and how you can affect your community, if not the world. So like, follow, subscribe, definitely share, definitely comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about and we'll do what we can to get that on. So until next time, everybody, take care and be well.